Mike Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 137 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host today, Julian admin on the FAQ message board. I am joined by 69th Blizzard, Ken, Hello. and St. Louis Kislani. And Hello. hopefully Alan will uh, work through his technical issues and be able to join us. And if not, Alan, thank you for staying up late and trying. It's the thought that counts in this case, but I'm hoping uh, that your system does start to behave with you because I did want to apologize to you for one of my picks in our topic today, since uh, you're going to be participating. So, um, I don't think we have a whole lot of news. Um, one interesting thing is I just got a stack of something in from Europe, which in, contained part of the 1988 tour rider, also had uh, rooming lists. I always love those, as they have the aliases that uh, the band members use, and you usually see Gene with Dr. Van Helsing. Um, they're also Rusty Blade shows up a lot, um, as do U.S. presidents' names. But... Uh, Paul Stanley in this one for, um, I think it was September 88, Mr. Spartacus. I just, I'm not sure whether to shake my head, grin, smile, or just say what the, f- yeah, okay. Maybe uh, you should have went with uh, Kirk Douglas or something like that. Instead. Yeah, Mr. Spartacus. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, well, Ken, you and I would have been at a Gene Simmons show last uh, Saturday, wouldn't we? Yeah. Thank you, Gene. Yeah, we would have. I'm sorry. That sucks, guys. Yeah, and then he scheduled another show for, I think it's for the 12th. So next. Wisconsin or somewhere. And and barely anyone's heard of it. And it's not selling. It's it's like a warm-up or something, maybe. Well, you know, if you're a promoter and you're promoting a show, the object of the exercise is to promote a show. Otherwise, people won't know that you have a show and Gene Simmons is going to be there with his band. So I don't know what the deal is. The only other thing I saw today was, uh, maybe it was new to me, uh, it was, it was Ace Fraley and uh, 4 by 4 Fate, by Fate. Yeah. Uh, touring. It says, it says World Tour 2017. 17, 18. 18, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So How's he going to do that? He's He's going to use his spaceship and he's going <laughs> to, or teleport or do something like right. that, I think. So, a- Andy was kind of, he pinged me earlier and with that news, I was like, wow. I mean, um, and, and some of the discussions that are going on about that is that, well, what's that mean? Does that mean like a partial Frelly's Comet reunion is going to happen? So, mm-hmm. maybe Ace was not rejoining Kiss this year. It was Frelly's Comet first. Uh, got mixed up. You know, and I, I think it'd be kind of cool to see Ace back with John. And Todd for a song, yeah. just for That's a song. Nice. That that yep. would be fun. I wouldn't like to see Pirelli's sure. Rock Soldiers or something. Not in that format back together because I prefer the Richie lineup, which was uh, you know heavier than the keyboardy kind of stuff that eventually came out on the album. But that you know is all down to taste. That stuff on that first album was decent enough anyway. It's okay. But all right. So I like to say too before we get going that I I um. There's a KISS FAQ Fantasy Football League this year again. If anyone is interested in signing up, go to the Sports Talk tab on KISS FAQ, and it, the thread is 
FIQ Fantasy Football. Sign up. Our draft is going to be Friday, September 1st. It is free. It's just for fun. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and sign up. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. And that is, of course. Thank you, Julian. That is American football, <laughs> not real Correct. football. That's true. <laughs> All right. So today's time. Julian's like to take a little digs at me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, here's another dig. I watched a Guns N' Roses show <laughs> on YouTube yeah. the other day. Yeah. Three fucking hours. Awesome. Yeah. I can't believe it. I'm like. I told you. I, I'm like, awesome. I'm still watching this. I, I mean, it, they're not done yet. They're still playing. Oh, my goodness. What a great set list that was. Um, fantastic. And that was uh, the, the one that was uh, streamed on Sirius XM. So you do get mm-hmm. Eddie, Eddie talking through part of In it. In between, yeah. Um, which which was fine. And I know that will drive some people absolutely mental. But there you go. So today's topic and this is kind of inspired by one of the threads that's currently going on on the faq message board you know what are our favorite scenes out of kiss videos or moments in kiss videos or anything visual kind of uh, from that perspective and for me whenever i think of a kiss video and one of my favorite scenes it's always going to come back to the All Hells Breaking Loose video, and I'm, I'm sorry, Paul. Oh. Um, it's when he slashes the sword and Gene face palms in the background. I have just always cracked up and giggled <laughs> at that. There's a lot of funny shit in that video. I mean, come on, it's just right from the uh, vertically challenged person at the beginning to the girl's expressions when they're, uh, you know, going at it with their, what are those those swords called whatever epes um oh, I, yeah. I, I, my mind went somewhere else you said girls going at it yeah <laughs> but your mind's in the gutter <laughs> so i i took a preemptive strike there and got in with that pick uh lonnie you're you're obviously in a playful mood so why don't you get <laughs> get sharing with some of your picks oh there's a lot of good fun stuff that goes on on kiss videos maybe some some fun stuff some embarrassing stuff but the the, the most entertaining video is obviously exposed because of all the one-liners and all the cheesiness that goes on, you know, like, what would you like for Christmas? You know, then like, hmm, you don't have to wait for Christmas for that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so cheesy, but it's so great at the same time. And I can, I can sit and laugh at the one-liners in that video just all day long. And I know, there's there's so many you know like you know that paul stanley you know eating cereal with with root beer you know it's good roughage because because i'm a pretty rough guy (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and i get you know like the first time i watch it you know i I don't even understand i don't even understand even things like that because i'm about eight or nine maybe when i'm watching that for the first time i don't even understand half the jokes that are going on but (laughs) you watch it again like oh i see what he's saying there (laughs) Okay, okay, so you're eight years old, and this is was going to be one of my picks, so I'm going to, again, preempt oh. you. Candy Evans, how many times did you try and slow play oh my gosh. that on the, on the VCR just to see if you, you can know, catch it? You, you, know, know. you know, I think I developed something between trying to slow down that and then, you know, how you're watching, like, the Playboy channel, and you're a kid, and it's all like this, and you're like, oh, I think I see a boob, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It really kind of warped my mind and it kind of influenced who I am today. Things, those two things in particular. 
Kiss Exposed is absolute comedic gold. It's, it's fantastic. It, it's amazing how involved Gene and Paul actually were in the writing of that and how into it they were. But it really kind of comes through for them rather than Eric Carr and, uh, and Bruce. <laughs> Ken. Yeah, they're like two seconds each. <laughs> so you just wanted me to say you know, the favorite moments from those videos? Or? Whatever you want to uh, do with it. You know, there, we, the, I, the only rule is there are no rules. No rules. Okay. Well, I mean, the other video, I mean, of course, Expos, but, uh, you know, the movie, <laughs> Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, with all the little the lines they had in that, like, you know, um, you know, Easy Cat Man, they are serious, you know, and and some other ones like uh, Gene's brother uh, was an only child. Gene's brother was an only child, <laughs> and and the uh, Ace, you know, and you know, and he's got it, and he's got a gun, you know, that kind of stuff, and or the uh, other line about the uh, uh, Armageddon is going to open for them, and Armageddon's lame band. Or- Whatever. Right. A crappy group anyway. Somebody, they're, yeah, lame they're, they're a lame yeah. group anyway. Yeah, stuff like that. But so that you know that video. Just uh, other things that stand out to me though is not necessarily I guess funny or what well, I don't know what it is, but you know when Gene and uh, ex, uh, Extreme Close Up is talking about the Mark St. John's you know Bumblebee playing and, and he does he does that zzz sound. <laughs> you know kind of thing and and the other thing in there though wasn't funny but uh is them talking about oh well we're never we're never gonna put the makeup back on you know we're not gonna get back together kind of thing in there and they kind of well that and kind of ate their words there on that one so i think they're they're lucky that they changed their mind i think on that because they were running out of money but uh uh, and then I don't know. I can't remember the ones in Scooby Doo. I mean, Scooby Doo is a fun movie. That's a real fun movie. It has some good stuff. Um, so, otherwise, you know, there's a lots of great stuff in those videos. Yeah, rather than the acting itself. I mean, if if you you you, you, you <laughs> if you call it other acting, than, other than the acting, <laughs> you call yeah, it acting. You, you totally mentioned one that was on my list, and that's the scene of them by the pool in the Phantom. You know, and it's the ownership approaches and. Uh, uh, I think you also uh, had the the part where it's at uh, Easy Catman. They are serious, and they've yeah, got guns, you know. You know. Yeah, he's got a gun. <laughs> I just love that part by the pool when they're up on those like uh, lifeguard yeah. chairs because, yeah. and the camera angles make them really look larger than life. It's it's one of the few really decent scenes for me in the movie that you know it, it, it's them kind of how you'd expect to kind of see them. You know, and, and the acting right. is not as bad as everywhere else in the movie. Um, you know, <laughs> Paul is just atrocious in that in that movie, and of course, you never really hear Peter's voice. So that's true. You moved into uh, Scooby Doo, and I I gotta say, the only ones. And when I was doing this, I was like, what could I think of? You know, out of these videos, without going and watching any of them, um, because how can they be a favorite if you got to go look at them in order to mm. remember what they are? And the only thing at Scooby-Doo, I mean, I remember how fun the video was, but the only yeah. thing that actually jumps out at me is Chip Magoo. Yeah. You know, no, those are the best lines in the whole the, thing. The, the spray, you know, everything that was the, the, the everything you could market, you could the self depreciating humor, 
um, was just absolutely spot on and kind of nailed Doc McGee perfectly in terms of character and nailed the band in terms of mocking everything that they sell. And it was just done in such a, a great way that how can you not smile the next time you see, you know, Gene Simmons toilet paper? You're just going to hear Chip Magoo in your ear going, and I got Gene Simmons <laughs> toilet right. paper. And it, it's going to it's going to make everything OK for the rest of their merchandising life, because I'm never going to get pissed off at it again. I'm always going to have Chip Magoo in my ear, making it totally OK to not be mad about Kiss's merchandise. Lonnie, let's go back to you for another one. Yeah, I mean, the end of Extreme Close-Up, and I don't know if, if it's really cheesy or if it's really heartfelt, but it was meant to be really heartfelt when Gene and Paul are talking about the fans at the very end of Extreme, of, of Extreme Close-Up. And it talks about how you know, that Gene, Gene says something to the fact that, you know, in all honesty, we're, we're a couple of the luckiest guys that have ever walked the earth. And, you know, the Kiss Army is what, you know, and what they've done in the lives that they've made for us. Um, it's, re- it's really heartfelt and it really kind of makes you proud to be a part of the Kiss Army when you watch that. That um, And, there, and, there, and there's, there's a lot of stuff in Extreme Close-Up, like at the beginning, you know, when Gene talks about, you know, you were the weirdo in, in school, you know, you know, well, that's okay because you believed in something. You knew something that other people didn't. And it's there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of lines in Extreme Close-Up that really make you feel proud to be a Kiss fan. And as a teenager watching that, you know, that that that's something you kind of need sometimes when you're a teenager. It, it's something to be proud of and something that you can get behind and and something that you believe in. And and Kiss was that for me for sure when I was in high school. And and still is, you know, to to affect today. So it's things it's, and it, it really was heartfelt. It, it, it came, at least it came off that way to me that it wasn't as, it wasn't like the cheesy liners that are in exposed or some of the cheesy lines that are earlier in extreme close up, but it, it really, it, and it really made me feel proud not only to be a fan, but it felt like, well, and Gene and Paul appreciate me being a fan of that. Like it was the first time I maybe felt appreciated as being a fan. So, Extreme close-up to me is really good. And not only that, but it, it's it's where I learned a lot of the KISS backstory for the first time, you know, with it coming out in, was it 92, I guess? I'm about 12, 13 years old. So it's really where I learned a lot of history, for lack of better terms, um, and, and just always made me proud. So extreme close-up for me is, is really top-notch. So that's your pick. And, you know, mine is, of course, exposed for a similar story that mm-hmm. at the time I became a fan, that was the first video that came out that I could afford. Um, I think Animalized Life Uncensored had been out before that, but it was still horrendously priced mm. um, and difficult to find. They had the magazine tie in with Exposed. I was 14 years old, I think, um, you know, so a teenager. So porn stars and classic kiss clips was like a perfect education at that age paul um you know bruce keelett coming down the stairs is this documentary edit her out you know all that sort of cornball stuff the chimpanzee instead of having eric carr in it i mean it's only as you look back on it but it was such an introduction to kind of the band and 
I could almost imagine Gene Simmons being the sort of, back then, you know, having these women on call sticking their heads through trophy plates and... All, Hillary all, changed places with Wendy. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like the monkeys on acid. I mean, at, at that age, I'd watched the monkeys on TV, and it was like, oh, so the, the guys in Kiss are like that too. Uh, <laughs> in the house together. If you're in a rock band, that's what you're like. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Beatles all live together, and the monkeys, and you know, yeah. so, no, we're just I, best friends. I mean, you you, <laughs> yeah. you knew it was comedy, and at least I hope people knew it was comedy. I certainly didn't think it was reality but i thought they were trying to you know with the porn stars present the larger than life kind of thing and going into the vault that there's actually a yeah, physical vault um in the museum i mean sir joseph yeah. kiss senior how wonderful how stupid i mean looking back in it as middle-aged you know people absolutely idiotic um holding up the ace friendly doll i'm alive and well where am i uh right. yeah you know you know it was fun and then of course he releases Frelly's comma that year so ha up yours uh gina ball you know nice here i am <laughs> yeah snark attack fail but uh so that video has so many of those moments because it's wrapped up in an important period of my life and and that's the greatest thing about a, a video is that uh it kind of has an impact and impression on you um Ken, let's go back to you. Do you have any more like kind of video pics or comments on stuff, um, well, or, or even the, their documentary commentary? Even yeah. Well, the the kiss exposed was great. When they like I said, the best parts for me always were the the old clips, seeing old clips, and then the I liked when they talked about uh, when they did talk a little bit. They're sitting there outside by the ch on chairs, and they're talking about the early years where they're sitting, out, they're, they're singing on the corner, street corner kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the person comes up and hey, Stanley, you know, you're so, so cute. And so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then they start trying to harmonize a, a Beatles song, right? Um, one of the Beatles songs, and I thought, I thought this, that's just to me, that's cool stuff, you know. They start talking about that, um, and then. Uh, Extreme close-up, that that was better for me um, because they talked a lot more about the origins of the band, especially at the beginning of the the video. Um, and that, that is the rant, like Lonnie says, pretty much about the first time they really got into it, uh, talking about that stuff, uh, um, about the history, Wicked Lester, uh, and how. Yeah, like Peter, how Ace Peter really joined, joined the band. Ace. You really get that story for the first time. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then so it's like okay here we're finally hearing something about how all this went down um otherwise uh if i go to the other video that uh is that vh1 documentary the only documentary we have um, um you know because we're still waiting for the other one uh, to come out but uh yeah, behind them behind them the makeup or something it was called yeah because they were doing the, that behind the music stuff at the time yeah so, so it was like a two hour instead of a one hour is behind the makeup. right it was, it's really good exactly and uh yeah it was really good and it it covers it i mean it skipped kind of skipped through the 80s a little bit though uh a little fast of course but uh uh hopefully the next documentary will, will you know cover that but that was a good i i enjoy i i watched that over and over i had it taped on v, uh, vhs now i have it on a dvd you know um but i watch it i'll, I'll pull it out every now and then and just check it out 
So there you go. That's what I've been working on this week, going through the remaining VHS tapes. I was like, okay. Converting. Converting. Well, yeah, and this is Def Leppard in Japan, 1999. I'm like, I looked it up on YouTube. Someone's already done it. I'm like, okay, that can go in the trash. It's on YouTube. I can just grab it from there. You, know, you might have a better version. No, I do not have a better version. Oh, okay. So one one of the things, you know, you mentioned behind the makeup and documentary. You know, that getting a little bit more serious, but a couple of the, the best things I've seen um, with where I was living, well, I was in Singapore, and I don't remember any music videotapes being out there and getting past the board of censors. Um, I didn't see exposed, um, not exposed, um, extreme close-up or confidential until after I moved back to England, um, or actually to Scotland at the time. What year was that? That was, uh, oh, shit. They hadn't come. They hadn't come out actually, because I, I moved back there in '92. So I, I did. I did see them out there when they came out. So whatever. The ones I prefer. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly muddling my way through my thought, which isn't making it all the way through my brain. Um, is behind the makeup. I find the VH1 Kissology specials better. That you've got Paul Stanley and Gene sitting down and giving you more of the commentary that was like the commentary video track on the DVDs about all the material. Oh, kind of, kind that's of, great. Yeah, kind of packaged up in a more intelligent manner. You know, yeah. they, they've got a few of the one-liners and very insightful comments that, you know, make them stand out. So, you know, I, we did when we did an episode on, you know, our favorite videos, I, I, I know we talked about the commentary track, but again, to yeah. anyone who's new watching this show or has forgotten, if you have not watched the commentary track, on Kissology, it, it, it's do not miss material. It is absolutely gold, and it's it. There's not much to draw attention to it other than us telling you that it's got some really cool shit. Go and watch those, even if you haven't touched your Kissology boxes in a long time. I wanted to kind of wrap up this this segment of the show with a few more of my picks. Fairly Odd Parents. I love Kiss's appearance mm-hmm. on that, particularly the concert sequence when mm-hmm. they're just doing the the really larger, again, larger than life kind of movements and um, expressions to, and the crowds all doing, you know, I guess what they perceive us to be doing during a show. Love that. Tears Are Falling. First video I ever saw that I can recall, oh. anyway. You know, the one that got me into the band. I love the whole jungle volcano TV tree, uh, Paul Stanley swinging on a vine thing. That's mm-hmm. just absolutely badass to my 14-year-old psyche. It takes <laughs> it takes me back to Paradise City where the grass is green. Um, the girls are pretty. Yeah. Back, at the same time. Too. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> another one of the uh, my favorite scenes is Gene at the beginning of the All Hells video, kicking the beggar while he's chewing on a <laughs> yeah, exactly on a lamb shank or something. It's, it's like just perfect. <laughs> and then my fi- my fi- my final one I've written down is uh, Bruce Kulick falling backwards into the pool of water doing his guitar solo oh, um, yeah. in reverse. Obviously, in right. the Who Wants to Be Lonely video. But again, that one for the 14-year-old is full of, for sure. You know, girls falling into water, girls and water, <laughs> top notch. I think there's fire as thing. well, fire and water. Yeah. There cool. you go. Cool shit. Okay. So th- those are the rest of my picks. Lonnie, did you have any, you know, final words before we get into part two? Um, yeah, the thing I have is we and we touched on this maybe about a week or so ago is the Cadillac Michigan footage on Kissology one. Um, 
mini documentary that's on there is really great. And, it, and it's, and again, going back to the commentary that we were talking about, it's really great to watch the little documentary and then stop it and then watch it again with the commentary to hear Gene and Paul's recollections of Cadillac. It's probably one of my favorite things on Kissology one. It's, it's very well done. Um, the VMA performance in 96 the VMA performance, how they close out the VMA is, is awesome. That's, just that's the, under the, the, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Bridge, finest. right? That's the, yeah. 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 It's a reunion tour at its finest. And we've talked about, we've discussed that before on the show, but though that's really at the height of the reunion tour, at their height of their popularity, and the band has played together a few months and they're just really clicking on all cylinders that night. It's makes you proud to be a fan again 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 it's again one of those nights like when they close out the vmas and i walk in the school the next day and i'm a senior in high school and like yeah that's right that's that's my band that closed out the awards last night and they kicked ass and you guys all know it so those are those are probably my other picks that we that we didn't touch on scooby-doo i've only watched it maybe one time but yeah the only thing that sticks out to me is is chip magoo and the, <laughs> as, as far as what I take away from that. Yeah, so the MTV Music Awards, up yours, all of you. I was in Scotland. Yeah, I was on, dialed into AOL and the, <laughs> the Kiss Army online there, seeing people talk about how cool it was. And I'm like, yeah, that's really nice to hear about how cool it was to see. Thank you so much. <laughs> up in where I lived, uh, we did not have any cable or any way of seeing that, so I didn't get to see that for quite a long time. Um, but freaking awesome. Let's get into the, the main segment of the show today, which is our least favorite kisses. <laughs> you know, I, I know we always do talk about the stuff that we don't like. And we've come up with a, each with a list of 10 of our least favorite kiss songs, and no one has included Peter Chris's solo album because you're not mean, horrible individuals. Um, What makes a bad Kiss song? Is it one that you immediately hate and continue to hate? Or have there been songs that you hated initially that you've grown to like? Or are there songs that over the years you have just decided, I liked that years ago, but that really is atrocious? Ken. Okay. (laughs) Are you starting me? All right. Well, you always start. I'm a... (laughs) Well, I think the first one that I think I've always hated, <laughs> I guess this one's what I just I can't, I can't ever ever get into it, um, um, is off of Psycho Circus, and you know what it is. Uh, I finally found my way to you. That one, man. I mean, it's a different song off Psycho Circus, but. <laughs> Oh really? Who would you think? Oh, it's another go one. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, you can do the other one. Um, but that one, it was a bad attempt to write a ballad for for Peter. I mean, he could have wrote a better ballad than that on his own. You know, without even without Stan Pendridge helping him. That's how bad I think that that song is. It's and it's so it's just so sappy, you know. Trying too hard. It is. It's trying too hard, uh, and they just should have excluded it from the album, really, and put something. One of the other demos that we've heard. Uh, uh, yeah, put something to else get on it. together. 
from One for All, of course, was his song for... Ah, or Hope, wasn't it? Hope? Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> you got me. But Im- imagine, <laughs> imagine what that could have been done in a Kiss situation. Now that we've heard the Baby Driver work tape, that they mm. could have maybe improved it, to be frank. Right, right. So that one, that's the one. I mean, that's that's probably my number one <laughs> everything. You know, that you started off with that one, it's like a slap in my head. Um, I totally forgot that one, and I took Within you, off Psycho Circus. I oh, cannot oh, stand. Oh, we all have songs of Psycho Circus. We hate that. Yeah. Well, I, that's why it ranks low, I And, guess. and yeah. the first one I thought of was Within, and, and now that you said that, I'm like, well, you know, if I was going to keep myself just uh, only having one song off any album that I hate to make my uh, my uh, bottom of the Within starts off stupid and gets worse i don't like the back the, the backwards intro it doesn't work and the rest of it is you know i just hated i i disliked it it was like i can see why i didn't make carnival of souls and that wasn't a great album and this is even worse than not a great album so what the hell were they doing with it for psycho circus and i then then it's one of the songs that they perform live and i'm like no it's not it's not unholy it's it's not it's not it's not even hate it's just shit yeah. it's not even hate i mean it's, yeah it's unholy shit it's leftover of it's leftover of a carnival of souls so what does that tell you yeah so i i have never <laughs> gotten into it and i know some people rave over it and do like it and fine your opinions as correct as mine is in this so rock on lonnie I'm going to go with a different song off of Psycho Circus. And I'm going, to go, <laughs> I'm going to go with You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best. Uh, uh, yeah. Which is atrocious. I When it first came out, and, and it's one of those songs, Julian, you mentioned it, that maybe it's a song that you thought was cool, and over time it's just like, no, this is awful. When it first came out, I thought, oh, that's cool. It has all four of the guys singing on the same track. And then you go back to it, and it's like, oh, my gosh, that's awful. It's so – you tried too hard to put it together yeah. to have all four guys sing on the same song. And the refrain is, you wanted the best, you got the best. And it's like, pound, pound your chest and pat yourself on the back at the same time. It's awful. And and then you have the guys at the end like laughing and stuff like they're getting along together in the studio. They're not even in the studio at the same time together. <laughs> so that's how much you're trying to portray something that isn't true. So to hint, so we each have so a third of Psycho Circus we all combined find atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's uh, pretty okay. bad. Do you have a Do you have another pick from Psycho Circus? Psycho Circus? <laughs> no, I, I don't. Actually. Your least ten favorite songs off Psycho Circus. Uh, um, <laughs> the rest is okay, actually, <laughs> on there. So I'm okay with the rest. Um, but yeah, those are about the three songs that should have been on there for sure. Um, so my next song, uh, I'm going to go back to uh, Carnival of Souls. Um, <laughs> pick one song from there. Also, um, it's the uh, it's. I'm uh, sorry, Bruce. You know, I love you, man. But 
I just don't like that, that song. Uh, what's the name? I can't even remember the name of it. I right walk now, alone. But I walk alone. Uh, I think that was. It just seems unfinished to me. Um, uh, I mean, the whole album's pretty dreary, dreary, you know, here and there, because it's that kind of tone. But that song is just. Uh, it just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I, I'm, it's not because. I don't think it's because Bruce is singing. Uh, I just just don't think that's up, up to snuff as a song in general. Um, so, yeah, that one I'll skip. If I, I listen to the CD, I just I just stop maybe at that point because I think it's the last song, right? Uh, I just <laughs> I stop. And that's, that's enough. It. That's enough. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you know what? That's on my list. Oh, is it? Yeah, really? and, and sorry, oh, and sorry, you know, sorry, sorry, Bruce. You know, it, it's yeah, you know, it, it's no, it's nothing no personal. Um, I just find that the song lacks a strong melody, and musically it lacks hooks, which are things I like. What I do like about the song is uh, the solo. You know, some yeah. of the some of the lead work is absolutely fantastic, but in terms of the underlying bed track, it's just turgid. It ha- it really doesn't have any great uh, valleys or peaks for me. It just kind of meanders along with a certain amount of monotony. And for for Bruce's verse, first lead vocal effort, you know, it was great. It was you know fun to hear the first time, and I, I don't go back to it individually. Simple as that. So um, let's move on to uh, Lonnie again. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with "Bang Bang You" as my next one. I shoot you down with my love, God, baby. I was I was filling out this list last night, and I was like, and I was pulling out CDs, and I was like, okay, what am I gonna put on? Oh, "Bang Bang You," that's a good one. So I started singing singing the song, and my wife's like, "No, stop it! That's not that's not real." I'm like, "Oh no, that's a real song." She goes, "No, it's not." <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's real. Doing the countdown. One, two, three, four. It's so when midnight bad. Comes, I'll be at your I'll be door. At your door. Five, <laughs> six. Oh. It's so bad. And it's just, well, it, it, it's totally, put yourself in 1987 with what they were trying to do. I get what you're trying to do in 1987. But it's still freaking awful 20 years later. So 30 years later. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just imagine how I felt as a new fan coming on board with Asylum. And Crazy Nights was my first album. And popping it in on The Walkman. And the first song you get is Crazy Crazy Nights. Okay, that's pretty good. Not bad. And you get to Bang Bang You. And I was like, what the hell is this? This is trying to out-poison Poison. Well, maybe mm-hmm. he should have given the song to Poison Poison. <laughs> uh, would have done the world a favor. Um you know, th- this was on my list, which is why I jumped in there. It nearly killed my be- being a mm-hmm. Kiss fan, this song in particular, as well as yeah. much of the rest of the album. So, dreadful. And Just it, awful. Yeah, and that, mm-hmm. and that stack of uh, Crazy Night CDs, yeah, it's on nearly every single one of those. Sweet, sweet shows, action. Live. <laughs> Damn you, get the, you get to hear it over and over yeah. and over again. All right, I'm, I'm going to jump the queue here because... Ken okay. usurped me with one. You just usurped me with you be, one. You better make your own pick. Yeah, so, right. so okay. I'm getting in with nothing can keep me from puking on you. Ah, you got one oh, of Oh, that's another one. Yes. 
That's I, <laughs> I awful. I interviewed Diane Warren recently, and I did ask her about the song, and I, I ended up really not asking her about the song because I didn't want to kind of get into just how bad I do think it is. I, you know, kind of asked a, a bit more about you know what happened to Paul writing with her. Was this just a song that he heard, he liked, that uh, he didn't feel he needed to add anything to? And that was uh, essentially the impression that I was given, that he heard it, he liked it, and they went with it. So I wish they hadn't. I wish he had written. But then again, if you look back to some of these cast-offs from uh, the Psycho Circus album, Body and Soul, um, maybe not. Mm. So, you know, for for the movie, I think, I think the classic soundtrack... Uh, you know, it's probably better because this song is just, it is by far, it's its even worse than a song that someone else is going to mention. It's worse than anything for me in the catalog. It is, mm. this is your number one. This it is my number one or number two because there's another song that's uh, competing with it for me. So, Ken, back yeah. to you. Yeah. That one should be on my list, but I couldn't remember it because I forgot how bad it was. No, you're you're, blo- you're blocking just, it out. No, you um, you edited it again, out again. You're the voice of reason. You didn't even go there. That's blocking it. Exactly. <laughs> now you reminded me, and now uh, he substitutes his reality. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'm picking my next one is from um, Hot in the Shade. It is. And, it, and it's funny about it is. <laughs> Let's see if you take one of ours. There's a number of songs on here, I think. Well, oh, there's 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 a few to choose from up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm gonna pick uh, "Read My Body." And... Oh, really? Shock. Yeah, but I the thing you just is, took one of each of ours. <laughs> the thing is, when I first heard it, the first time I heard it, I liked it at the beginning. But uh, and then over time, it just it gets it gets worse. Uh, over time, it, it, it just didn't stand up well for me. I think very quickly it kind of went downhill for me. It's like, why did I, what did I find, you know, so good about that at the beginning? I don't know what it was. Maybe because it was an attempt to sound like some other band, right? Um, I don't know if it was Def Leppard or somebody, but um, yeah. Somebody that, bad. Yeah, so Read My Body is is another song for me. Yeah. no not very good it was the declining fortunes of rock bands trying to rap i mean you start off in the early 80s with oh yeah with blondie knocks it out of the park 86 comes along aerosmith gets a whole new career with run dmc def leppard the following year with uh what is it pour some sugar on me has a bit of kind of rappy uh crap in it um or or one of the songs off hysteria and then you get to kiss and read my body it's just. Oh, the letters big enough. Yeah. Or better on all hell's breaking loose. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that's a, a different sort of rap, really. But uh, yeah. Read my body. Atrocious. It was on my list. Lonnie. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it wasn't. Everybody's list. So mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, go back to you, Lonnie. Then. I'll go. I'm gonna go with. You make me rock hard. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I almost forgot about this one because it's on the greatest hits package. But as I was going through them last night, I'm like, oh, yeah. 
You make me rock hard. And what might be worse than the song is the video. It's just, the video is just awful as well. The circus it, tent and the whip. It, the video is perfect for the song because it's so bad and it's such an embarrassing time for the band. And it's Paul Stanley without the guitar and being a front man trying to just be John Bon Jovi almost at that point or be Brett Michaels or whatever whatever we were trying to do at that point. And it's it's just it's again it's trying too hard and making a fool of yourself in the process. So you make me rock hard. It's, I'm surprised that's. Do you guys have that on yours or not? No, no, I. That's surprising. That's all. That's uh. That's Anybody talks about let's put the X and sex off off of smashes, thrashes, and hits, but that's make me rock hard is much worse. That was that was my pick off smashes, and I was. Was let's put the X and sex. Yeah, and I I was actually debating between that and Beth. Because oh, while I like Eric's vocal, I just don't like what it represents as being disrespectful oh, yeah. to yeah. The, the the band's biggest hit. I just thought then that it was wrong and now that it was wrong. But let's put the X in sex, you know, is if, if we're into my top three of bad kiss songs, it's up there. So you make me rock hard. I find it a lot better, actually. Really? Yeah. I, I find it more palatable or not palatable, tolerable. Then, <laughs> then let's put the X. But come on, I don't know. 1980... They're both pretty brutal. They're both pretty brutal. Come on. That that isn't really a high point. And I, I know Paul's been very, he's been honest about it. You know that that's the best he could do at the time, and it is what it is. And and that's kind of fair. That's just a, a band that that's a cry for help. Both of those songs are a cry for a kick in the nuts. Actually, a cry for help. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right, so Ken. Ken, okay. All right, I got one. Uh, it's off of Animalize, and it is Murder in High Heels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's while it's a great title to me, yeah, it's a great title for a song. It's just. I don't know. It has a good riff kind of at the start, but it kind of from there, it it doesn't do much. And uh, there's no, you know, murder in high heels. It's I mean, total mail it in. It's a total no, mail it in song. Yeah, there's it's no. Like I wrote this in a half hour. Done. There's no melody go, or anything. It's lunch. just like the chorus is just him saying murder in high heels. I like it. Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do. I, I like the chorus. I, I like the music on it. It's like, it's you know, it has a groove. It's that's got a good, groove. But it's it's just something. It's missing a lot. Doesn't do it yeah. for me. Like Lonnie says, it he mailed it in. Yeah, you just totally mail it in. Ah, there, there's your last song. Done. I'm, I'm in Runaway back, right now. I got, to I'm too away. busy. Yeah. I'm too busy. Okay. Being an actor, I'm gonna take my next an pick, actor. and this is the only album I was actually able to pick two songs from, and it is of course Hot in the Shade with 15 songs. It's not surprising there are a couple of real clunkers in there. The other one is 
You Love Me to Hate You. Which, yeah. I had had the Joan Jett album, I Hate Myself Loving You. And, That's better. That's... Well, yeah, you know, most things are better when they're the first time round. This was just a rewrite of that, and it, it kind of oh, showed yeah. what he was going for, is I want to write a song like that. It's got a great vibe. It's got, musically, it's a great song. And when you try and copy it with the same co-writer, you just end up with something that is obviously a copy and not a very good one, because you might as well have just covered the frickin' song and uh, done it your way. So, um, I, I didn't like that song then. I don't like it now. It's not one that required any time to grow to hate. Uh, it's My feelings of it have stayed pretty consistent throughout the years. So, Lonnie. I'm going to go... I'm going to stick with Hot in the Shade. <laughs> You could get through half the album. Yeah. And I'm going to go with King of Hearts. Okay. Yeah. Pretty bad. So uh, these are all Paul Stanley songs, unfortunately. So <laughs> They are all Paul Stanley songs that we're talking. That's an interesting... I think, you know, maybe maybe by 89, Paul had been writing the bulk of the material for all these Kiss albums and had just run out by this yeah. point. Or maybe had run out or just... His creative juices had just run dry for steering the ship as long as he had been at that point. And, and it just wasn't there. Gene Simmons had been contributing some pretty bad songs for many years. So, Correct. you know, you get to a point mm -hmm. by 89 that the bar is pretty low. And, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. And we were just talking in 88. The best he had was let's put the X in sex and you make me rock hard. So going into 89, you know, they're we didn't have a resurgence in creativity or in songwriting. And it just, I mean, we're just naming song after song of Paul Stanley's off hot in the shade and they're just not there. But yet, bad. but yet when he does hit it out of the park on hot in the shade forever, hide your heart, finally get hide your heart. used on that album, you know, uh, rise to it rise as well. To it. I, and when we go back well, to video sequences, take the beginning of that video. I've, <laughs> Fucking love that start, you know. What if we took it off? Wouldn't matter. Okay, sorry. Well, and, and we've said it before. The biggest problem with Hot in the Shade is that it's fifteen. That it's fifteen songs. Yeah, you, too many. You take five songs off of Hot in the Shade. Well, it's not as big of a turd, for lack of better words. Yep. And you substitute you, out some of the songs like what you was take. You take out some of these songs that we're saying. Somebody's and it's not as bad. somebody's waiting by Eric Carr. Um, Something Wicked This Way Comes yeah, uh, mm -hmm. from Gene to substitute some of his clunkers. I mean, it could have been a far better album, um, less of an assault on your brain, you know, 15 songs worth. But there you go, Ken. Okay, okay I'm going to one of the classic albums. And actually, I shouldn't really. Really? This, but, uh, I can't touch it. I can touch one. I can definitely touch this one. Uh, off of Love Gun. Nope. And She Kissed Me. Oh, does that even count as a cover? Yeah, sure it does. It okay. counts. It's on a Kiss album. It's horrible, it's a, but... That's, <laughs> Kiss performed it, and it's it's just... Uh, it's just horrible. I mean, the, the original song... I would have ra rather they had put the original actual song, uh, the original version... <laughs> Put that on there and on the album rather than them doing it. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Um, and 
Kiss has no business singing that type of song. Really, they don't. They're not a. They're really not a cover band. Though they've done some good covers and since then, but that is a bad first attempt. I mean, well, not second attempt, I guess, because uh, they did Kissing Kiss Time, time. Uh, which is you know not the, one of their best, but it's not horrible, you know, like uh, this one is. I've always wondered, is that the beginning of them chasing trends? Because I know Sean Cassidy covered a song. The in, Do Run Run? Yes, and that's from the same school of songwriter um, as mm-hmm. Then She Kissed Me. He had a hit with his, <laughs> and I know his album came out around the, the same time as Love Gun. I, I, I'm not even going to start typing and annoying people uh, to figure it out, but... <laughs> It, 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 I totally agree. You know, they should have had another song on it. Uh, that would be one that if I ever did sit down with them, would be one I'd really want to ask about to get a kind of a, a better answer yeah. as to whose idea it was. Was that Neil? You know, maybe it's in one of the books. I'm just not remembering. Yeah. But it, it's pretty dreadful. I also have a pick from a, the makeup era, okay. and uh, I, I did not pick that. And you know, in hindsight, I probably would have, but. Uh, one of my least favorite songs of the originals era is You're All That I Want. Uh, mm. It's just saccharine. It's, again, some of the criticisms I leveled at I Walk Alone in terms of its tempo, and mm. it's just not really having anything, any meat on its bones. It's just a song that never agreed to me. It gives me indigestion every time I hear it. So <laughs> people are like, well, play it more often, you bastard. Um <laughs> And when the box set came out and you had the demo, I hated it even more. It's like, oh my god, it was even worse as a demo. So <laughs> they, they improved it, and I still hate it. So th- that's the only... Yeah. I'm, I'm just checking. Yeah, that's the only one that I picked from uh, the 73 to 80 era. Bonnie? I'm going to go back to Animal Eyes. I'm going with Lonely is the Hunter. Oh, I like that song. Do you really? I do like it. Always liked it. Remember that bar is really low for Gene in the '80s, so <laughs> I actually kind of like it too that's, now. Do you really? That Bruce plays on that too. That's the know. that's the first song on my list. Actually, is "Lonely as the Hunters." I, I always liked it and like the middle kind of the riffing going on, but yeah, that's what I, I always liked know. it. I think it's bad. Don't hang on up us. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I think it's bad. I think it's. <laughs> total cheesy, total gene, not even wanting to be there. Again, like murder in high heels, just mailing it in. Here you go. I'm shooting a movie. Go ahead and produce this too while you're at it, and I'll see you guys at rehearsal before we go on tour, if I decide to come to rehearsal type thing. Jeez. It's total gene mailing it in, in my opinion. Okay. Next you'll say you don't like While the City Sleeps. It's not on my list. Okay. <laughs> That's a good rule. All right, who's up? Is it is it back to you, Ken? Uh, I, I thought that was you. Okay, uh, Lonnie, this one I'd like to yeah. dedicate to Lonnie. And, uh, oh, he's gonna say something up revenge. revenge. Spit. Oh, oh come on, oh, Julian. Oh. First time I heard that song, I'm like, that's a crap sandwich. Oh, oh really? That's a Titanic-sized log of crap. Oh, I think it's fun. I disagree. 
<laughs> okay. I I lacked the sense of humor then, having seen Spinal Tap so many times, that when Kiss is borrowing from Spinal Tap, who are inspired from Kiss, it's a total jumping of the shark. And uh-huh. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the song. I didn't like anything about it. It was like, for me, that reminds me of Gene Animalize, even though I do believe uh, Mr. Stanley has a co-write on it. It's just wrong to have those sorts of lyrics and, and yeah we're talking about kiss lyrics yes go figure but there you go i don't like lyrical it. geniuses didn't, didn't wow. like it then don't like it now ken mm. okay so i'm gonna pick something off asylum just because of that no just, i'm joking right uh, just, <laughs> just in spite no 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 i'm not I'm... uh no one's got anything on asylum on their list here uh, actually no i don't have anything on i don't asylum. either actually um i'm gonna be controversial in my next picks probably here Ooh, controversy <laughs> one controversial you're a controversial okay. host so. but you'll understand i think why um all right so off of double platinum um strutter 78 yeah, pointless i guess because because there's no reason to re-record that no reason the the first the original is great great song great as it was as a little you know song on the first album um i don't understand the thinking there what the heck are they recording that again if you're gonna do something put a new song as part of the package of double platinum uh, so that song it's like you know i don't hate the song but it just doesn't make any sense and that's why it's gotta go for me, I just I don't need to listen to that. Hmm. When you have the original, like we said, the original is always usually the better version, anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, how how can you top that original version? Mm-hmm. Um, and and why didn't they, for that matter, do a song, say "Rock and Roll All Night"? You know, re-record that with a solo. Yeah. With a solo, yes. Nice. How odd, <laughs> Lonnie. I'm down to my last two picks, by the way. After after you go, we get murder and Um, let's go with no, no, no off Crazy Nights. Oh no! Would I take one of yours? No. No? I'm surprised. No. Oh, I actually like no. that song. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I it's, understand that. I would agree. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Again, it's and it's just Crazy Nights. Just overthinking it maybe maybe not even overthinking it just following trends too much and i just think it's crap but do you guys disagree with me i don't agree with julian that that spit belongs on any list like this so it's okay it's you know to each their own and and it would it wouldn't be fun if we all had the same 10 oh if we all had the same 10 songs you know what i mean so no for me no 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 it's got to be on there it's again it's a total crap gene song and it's just. I know Lonnie can't I, wait. I just for can't that do it. I just can't feature. do it. I, I know Lonnie can't wait for your feature in, in, in September or whatever it is. I am. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm crap. Yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, looking forward to that. I totally crap it on Crazy Nights. Like I'm really excited about about <laughs> Julian's 30th anniversary of Crazy Nights coming out, obviously. I mean, it's it's hard not to on some of it. I mean, I really disliked that song for many years. It, I've only kind of grown 
to like it a little bit more, and that's okay. a, a little bit more. In watching the live performances is performances of it um i love bruce just letting rip on the guitar work on that that's that's a high point lyrically nothing's going to make that sandwich taste better um but musically i think it's a really fun jam track and that comes across when you 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 watch it live it's just when he starts singing you're like no but no (laughs) but there you go you know that that's not as bad i guess as me picking spit off you know revenge for you you know, you didn't, it's our own tastes. Yeah, you, you didn't go onto asylum and, you know. I, I stay clear of asylum. Out, out of spite. Um, <laughs> clear. Okay. You guys are swapping my picks. I'll show that, Julian. <laughs> my next pick, my penultimate pick is uh, I'm an Animal. This is a case of good recyclers gone bad. Now, Gene has recycled some very good ideas in the past. Obviously, he's got a very deep well of material sometimes lines sometimes song titles sometimes things that he comes back to and incorporates or integrates a great example of gene recycling uh, a good song for me is love's a deadly weapon of asylum you know that was mm-hmm. taking the pre-elder song and merging it with uh, wendy o williams song and coming up with a kiss song that's great actually so you know that, yeah. that that's a good for me that's a good example i'm an animal of course is got pits of um feel like heaven Mm. on it so it was almost Mm. trying to do the same thing again but that song had been released by peter on let me rock you and it it was just so obvious it it became awkward and uncomfortable in the middle of a song to start hearing the lyrics to another song that you know that's been out there for many years and it was just like what are you doing you know and that I, Sonic Boom, I had to go to. I mean, it was either mention that song or backboning, slipping, and all that shitting, you know, as an example. Of, yeah. all, you know, another example no. of bad recycling. Can't think of anything else. Like you said. That, <laughs> that, that line turns up on two albums in a row. But I'm an yeah. Animal as a song is, you know, an egregious example of overt recycling and recycling the wrong sorts of ideas. Mm. I thought, I didn't, I. I wasn't a big fan of the song when the album came out. And then when they started playing it live, made it even worse for me because mm-hmm. live, the song just really plots along and it's just a, it's a dead period. It was a dead period in that show. And I went, I went with, uh, they did that when they toured in the summer of 10, when they did, they did Europe and then they came back and they did like a, a shed tour in the summer of 10, mm-hmm. you know, they opened that, they opened that show with Delilah and they played say, yeah. And then they played, I'm an animal later in the set. And, the, you know, we're going to do another song off of Sonic Boom. My brother looks at me and he's like, another one. And then they did this. And my brother's like, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Go get a beer. He goes, <laughs> you know, it was that albums within for me. It, it was really, mm. you know, even when lightning strikes on that, album, which I'm not a fan of because it was just way too contrived. Um, mm-hmm this takes the cake you know if if i'm putting this up there as level of bad then when lightning strikes just you know halfway bad so that's how bad it is to me so that, that was a visual for all our listeners uh pretty bad stuff <laughs> it was a great vision I, I, I don't know I, i'm an animal uh i actually like it better than you know the devil is me i think it's better than the devil is me in my opinion so, 
Anyway. Well, you're correct. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. See. Each their own. Uh, All right. Give but us, I didn't pick that. Give us what your picks on. Okay, it's my last one. It's gonna be uh, another controversial, I guess. One, maybe more controversial. Controversial than host. <laughs> um, it's it is. Um, what is it? Oh, I forget. Uh, it, <laughs> it's it's. We're not gonna believe it when you hear it. It's Detroit Rock City. The single. Oh well. Version. Oh. Because they told me it was a a hatchet job. It doesn't sound right at all, especially when you've listened to it so many times on the album um, and other formats. I don't know what the heck they were thinking when they edited that. Sure, yeah, try to get the song down to three minutes or whatever, you know, the time that you're supposed to try to get it down to back then. Um, But don't ruin the song. You know the integrity of the song and the, the 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 sound by chopping things out and putting things in certain spots where they don't they shouldn't be. Um, why why even release it as a single if you're going to screw it up in the first place? It, do, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, so that's why I picked that. I mean I love the song on the album again, but. <laughs> On the single that they released, and if anyone wants to listen to the that song, they can probably find it on YouTube, or if they have, you know, like the Casablanca singles or whatever. Um, and, you know, boy, it's it's just it's just bad. If you have to mutilate bad. a song to release it as a single, perhaps you shouldn't be releasing it as a single. How about that? I, I'm curious who who actually did the mutilating on that single. Do do we know? Was it Sean Delaney? Uh, or someone else. You know, I, I have no idea. I just I th- I know that the contract probably stated that they didn't need the band's permission to do anything they the label wanted to. So uh, uh, or Bob Ezrin even for that matter. I don't think Bob Ezrin would. Bob, even, you think, doesn't sound like no Bob way. Ford. You think Bob no Ezrin is going to take a Ginsu knife to the tape of <laughs> yeah. a masterpiece? No, no. I, I mean, they probably hired some. And intern. Well, someone that hated Kiss, probably. And an angry coach. Yeah, so like I'm going to put this here and I'm going to take that part take out. This out. Here's a knife. <laughs> Here's some cocaine. Go make us a single. Have at it. Yeah. They did one of those George Martin things where they, you know, they cut up the tape uh, and they threw it up in the air and then they spliced things back together. Yeah, something yeah. like that. No, I think this is more like uh, Gallagher and the watermelon and the sledgematic. Here's, here's your masterpiece, Smush. So, yeah. Contro- Too bad. I don't, I don't think that's controversial. Yeah, that's, that's no, I, I think it's, I think I think it's like we, we, we all actually agree on it. So I, know it's, I don't think it's controversial well, at all. Yeah, you know, it's, a reason. It, it's not just a bad song. It's a crime against humanity. So, Lonnie. <laughs> yes. yeah. I got one more. And it comes off of Hot in the Shade again. Oh. And it's Boomerang. Mm-hmm. A song yeah. that definitely should have been left off again with the 15 tracks is about five too many tracks. And I think it falls into the the extra tracks again. And this time it's actually, you know, a, a Gene song, but it's I I don't know how many times I've actually gotten through it, to be honest with you. And it's been out for almost 30 years. I it's awful. It's just, it doesn't do it for me at all. It's just an unfinished demo, and we just threw it on there at the end, just so 
again, it, it was at the time that, oh, we can put X amount of minutes on the album because it's going to be on CD. And just because you can put that many minutes on there doesn't mean you should. And it's a, to me, that song is a perfect example of, of that train of thinking. It's just because you can put this, the amount of songs on there doesn't mean you should because it's just awful. Yeah. No, Boomerang is essentially the red-haired stepchild of No, No, No. It is. I'm thinking the same thing. It basically is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that's why I don't like either one of them. (laughs) The twins. You know, Kiss and Constant in the 80s was fast enough. You know, the tempo was too much, but Kiss was never a speed metal band. And Boomerang yeah. is just uncomfortable in so many different ways. And it doesn't, you know, No, 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 I can at least say has some really great guitar work. Can't say that about Boomerang. I can't I can't think of a, a redeeming quality to say about it, other than there are some songs that I think that are way worse than it. So. One trend that Kiss never tried to do is speed metal. Yeah, and uh, my final pack <laughs> is something else I think they should never have tried to do. And we did an episode on this whole collaboration years ago, and Samurai Sun is my mm. final pick. Mm. Lis- yeah. Listening back to it, it's you know I thought it was interesting at the time. It has not held up to that standard. I was listening to it. It came on my playlist in the car the other day, and I was yeah. like, skip. I actually hit skip, and I seldom hit skip on any Kiss song. And that just told me something about what I think about it. It wasn't my mood, because my mood's always miserable. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was just... It, it hasn't held up. It, it was cool that they tried to do something different, but it falls into yeah. the tried to do something different with elder results. And it's it's not a very good song. Sim, you know, Simply put, it is not... I don't think a very good song. So that was my final pick. Um, That's a good one. I almost put that down. I forgot about that. You know, there were a few others that were kind of like elbow, trying to elbow their way to the front of the queue. But I think for my list, having read my body in there, nothing can keep me from you. uh, You know, pretty much hits most of the low points in the band's catalog. But, you know, there's a few, you know, for a band that's got several hundred songs, there's going to be a few stinkers. So, and uh, you know, we, we, we managed to pick, I guess, from many of the same albums. So I guess, you know, our, we, th- we think kind of similarly about it. Final words on it, Ken. Um, well, I just noticed that, you know, we didn't pick anything like Off the Elder, and which a lot of people either like a lot or they don't like it. But I, I like it. I mean, I, I, I like the whole you know, elder album. Um, so that's why I didn't pick anything. Um, and I'm almost surprised. Well, I'm not surprised huge Julian I didn't pick one off of there either, but, um, I thought maybe Lonnie might have. Uh, I, I appreciate out. the elder though. I appreciate what they were trying to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not just mail it in garbage crap. I appreciate, I can appreciate what they were trying to do with the elder. Yeah, they at least tried and failed grandly. I mean, it's exquisitely crafted. It, it wasn't for lack of effort. It's a meticulous failure. 
And ridiculous. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pick any of the songs on there as being dreadful. There are some that yeah. don't work particularly well, but I'm not going to say they're crap sandwiches that shouldn't have been given the time because in, in terms of the broader picture of what they were attempting, it'd be, you know, kind of wrong to do that. Just as much as for me, it'd be wrong to pick something off Peter's uh, solo album and say that's sure. the worst Kiss song. Um because it yeah. was it was honest or jeans for that matter same same thing yeah so the albums that are bad are for me anyway are kind of representative of the band in trouble mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it's 87 to 89 predominantly for our picks yeah yeah i get in there with the snarky revenge one but and you know some of the the stuff off sir thomas's sonic boom <laughs> but you know the, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, Ninety-eight. I that's a great point. I think it's a great point. It's like with a now, now where all of our picks came from, but for a good majority of them, mm -hmm. is is representative of a band in trouble or a band without either without direction or a band that is having internal problems at the time with Psycho Circus. It's not much of a band even at the time, really. That's recording that they can't even all four get in the same room. So, you know, it, when you have a few hundred songs, like Julian was saying, you know, there, there's going to be some bad ones and they're going to the bad ones are going to be more predominant where it's not a team effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the opposite of what's Ken Sharp, one of his older albums, Happy Accidents, you know, the opposite <laughs> of that, you know, uh, you know, miserable disaster. I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> at least they, at least they tried i mean the albums that we pick from um apart from psycho circus which i think everyone's gonna have a pick off there because it represents such a miserable time um for us as fans what we were hoping for for a reunion album oh. and you get you yeah. wanted the you you wanted the best with faux english accents at the end and that freaking what is that about pedestrian <laughs> yeah what is that about Paul yeah. Stanley's all of a sudden British at the end of the song. <laughs> yeah, but but like you said, uh, I think it was you, Ken. Them trying the false camaraderie. Yeah, and them laughing at the end, like, "Oh, we're just best friends in the studio, or going yeah. out for dinner when we get done recording this." And oddly, no one put any of the um, "You Wanted the Best" tracks on their list. Yeah, I mean. That was more of a, a live kind bad of thing. Idea. So it was just the whole thing. I mean, you could just, the whole thing is a bad idea. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, All right. I don't know. Alan, would have loved you had uh, had you on there. You might have remembered more of what I had said about Samurai Sun back when we did the original episode on it and talked me down <laughs> and said, but you said, <laughs> I changed my mind apparently. So, you know, most of these songs I didn't like back then. I don't like now. Very few I didn't like back then. Have I grown to like? You know, No, No, No is one that I've grown to like a bit more, as explained. What are your least favorite songs out of the band's catalog? You know, pick 10 if you wish, or, you know, just pick the top least favorite, whatever you want to do. Also, what are some of your favorite moments in Kisses, videos, um, be them long-form movies, Gene Simmons' acting career, uh, Family Jewels, whatever. What are your favorite sequences involving a Kiss member? Um, you know, share with us wherever you happen to watch or listen to this show. And we do appreciate you listening to us. So uh, we thank you for joining us this week. So from Ken, from Lonnie and myself, thank you. And we'll see you next time.
Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.